0: Kia Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. But right now we're going to hear from our Palmerston North Campus Pastor, Shannon Hatch. We just know you'll enjoy today's message. I'd love to read from uh, Exodus chapter 16 tonight. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there, but it will be on the screen as well. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you one, by the way, after the service. You can get one uh, from the welcome stand. We'd love to gift you one. But Exodus chapter 16, verse four. I'm gonna read a few scriptures, so bear with me. But verse four says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether or not they will walk in my instruction. Down to verse nine. And then Moses said to Aaron, say to all the congregation of Israel, come near before the Lord, for He has heard your grumblings. And it came about as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the sons of Israel, that they looked toward the wilderness and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, I have heard the grumblings of the sons of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. That is my prayer this year, by the way, church, that we would have such a touch of heaven in our lives, that we would just know that God is for us, that God is alive, that He's moving in our very midst. Verse 13. So it came about at the evening that the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew around the camp. And when the layer of dew evaporated, behold, on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing, finest frost on the ground. And when the sons of Israel saw it, they said to one another, what is it? For they did not know what it was. But Moses said to them, it is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord commanded. Gather of it every man as much as he should eat. You shall take an omer apiece, which is about uh, 10 cups, uh, according to the number of persons each of you has in his tent. So the sons of Israel did so. Some gathered much and some gathered little. When they, gathered, when they measured it with an omer, he who had gathered much had no excess, but he who had gathered little had no lack every man gathered as much as he should eat. Moses said to them, let no man leave any of it till morning, but some did not listen to Moses and some left part of it till the morning and it bred worms, it became foul and Moses was angry with them. Verse 21, and they gathered it morning by morning, every man as much as he should eat. And when the sun grew hot, it would mount. Let's pray before we go any further tonight. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, we thank You that Your Word is living and active. We thank You that Your Word is for us right now, for each and every person in this place tonight. Lord, we thank You that we would receive a fresh revelation from You. Lord, we lean in tonight. We lean into Your Word ready to receive, expectant and faith-filled that a touch of heaven would touch us tonight in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You know, we enter this passage of Scripture in a moment of history as the exodus of Israel from Egypt and they're on their journey towards the promised land. They're a couple of months in and they begin to grumble. They begin to complain. They begin to cry out for nourishment. We just, we want meat. we, we, We want bread. And then the Lord sends them this message through Moses and Aaron saying, I will rain bread from heaven for you and you will know that I am God. I don't know what you're believing for this year, church, but I'm believing that as you continue to cry out to God and hold faith, that God would say, I'm about to rain it down for you and you will know I am your God. I don't know what, what the Israelites were expecting when they, they knew the, the, the day before or whatever that, that in the morning that God would rain bread. So I can imagine just going to bed that night, just wondering what the scene was gonna look like in the morning as they woke up. Would it be raining loaves of chiabatta? Would, would it be sliced already? I don't know. As they open up their tents in the morning, but I do know as the Scripture says, they were not expecting what they saw. They saw a, a thin frost flake-like thing across the horizon of the wilderness. And as the thin layer of water, the dew evaporated and they collected this frost, they made what we know now as manna. But when they saw it, they said, what is this? What is this, Lord? And Moses said, it is the bread that the Lord has given you. The word manna between ancient Hebrew and Aramaic literally means that what is this? It was a whatness. They, 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 they had no idea what it is, so they just named it, what is this? It was, it was not in their vocabulary. It was not of their knowledge. They'd never seen it before. No one had ever created it before. It was, it was not in their understanding or of their past. This was something fresh. This was something new. This was something not of this world, but of heaven. And it rained down for each and every person. I love the way the Psalmist puts in chapter 78, He says, yet he commanded the clouds above, and he opened the doors of heaven, and he rained down manna upon them to eat. He gave them food from heaven. Man did eat the bread of angels, and he sent them food in abundance. Man, that has to be our prayer this year. That has to be what we're holding faith for, hoping for. That God would command the clouds to move and the doors of heaven to open. That each of us would receive a refreshment, not of this world, but of the heavens. Not of what any man can create, but only what God can give us. Something that is supernatural, something that is divine, something that would just cause you to be like, what is this Lord that you're blessing me with? It is only of heaven and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Church, our world cannot give what God wants to give us. We cannot create what God wants for us. The only way to receive the outpouring of heaven is by His grace and our trust and obedience. And that is our prayer this year. It must be our prayer that God, you would grace us with abundant refreshment in 2024, that we would be filled of the goodness of heaven this year that we would be filled, that our homes would be filled, that our families would be filled, that our communities would be filled, that, that the overflow of our service to God would be, would be an infilling, that we wouldn't be serving out of an empty tank, but we would be filled. That as we go into our workplace this week, that we would already be filled, not walking in going, I don't know if I can do another week, but walking into work this week with a hop on our step, getting ready for whatever God's got for us getting ready for uni this year, not timid, not afraid, but ready for what God's got for us. Stepping into high school this year, knowing I'm already filled with the abundance of heaven. That should be our prayer. What is this, Lord? What have you given me? I don't know if many of you have got into the sourdough making buzz over the, you know, the last year, but Amanda has. And, and I tell you what, when she started making sourdough in our house, the Lord entered our home in a new and fresh way. And, it was delicious. I was a little bit skeptical at the start, but it grew on me and I grew with it in the name of Jesus. it's beautiful, the weight of the glory of the Lord in my life. But it's, it, when she starts making, you know, it's not an instant thing. When I, when I have a craving for sourdough and we make it in the home, you can't just have it when you crave it, it's a process. And every Thursday night, Amanda would prep the starter or feed the starter throughout the week. I do not know, I was just there to eat it. That was my job but she would prep it and then on the Friday, it was like a a whole day of folding it and stretching it. And and then every Friday night, we would have homemade sourdough pizza and it was beautiful. Every Friday, I would go to work so happy because I knew I was coming home to sourdough pizza. And then she'd make four batches and then the other three would pace out for the rest of the week as sandwich bread or whatever until Thursday, the process started all over again. And I think about that and I think, Man, we can so often in life just go, God, could you just touch me? God, could everything just go right, right now? Can heaven just fill me now? But just like making bread, it's a weird analogy, but it's a process. And it's a process as well. If we really want to receive an outpouring of heaven, there's a process. We see in the Scriptures, Moses said, come near before the Lord. There is, a, there is, a, there is a, uh, an obedience aspect here where the Israelites woke up and they opened their tent. It wasn't bread delivered to the front of their tent. They saw this fine-like flake thing across the land and they would go out and they would gather it as much as they needed and then they would bake it and they would prepare it and then they would eat of it and then it would start again the next day. There's a process to receive what God has on offer for you. Because God was trying, He was testing the Israelites whether they would trust Him on their way to the promised land. And we've got so many dreams. We've got hopes and desires and and wishes that God would lead us somewhere. But as He's leading us, He wants to know if we actually trust Him in that journey as well. That we're not just gonna be sitting on our couch one day and then the next day, all of a sudden, we're everything God wants us to be. That there's a process to receive the bread of heaven i got three things for you tonight. Not an exhaustive list, just three things that are really gonna help you receive an abundance of heaven this year. Are you ready? Number one, we need a change of appetite. We need a change of appetite. What we fill ourselves with now may need to change this year. How we have maybe usually refreshed in the past may need to look different now. How we've always done our faith journey may need a a fresh look. It may have become stale. The reason the manna came was because of so much complaint and grumbling. The people wanted nourishment, but they only knew how to get it from the way they got it yesterday in slavery in Egypt. They cried out for bread. We want bread, but we want the bread that we had in slavery because they didn't know how to get the bread of heaven just yet. They weren't sure what was coming today. They weren't sure what was coming tomorrow. They they knew they needed something, but they were looking at their yesterday to try and find it. And I think we live off our yesterday too much. I think we live off yesterday's encounter with God too much. I think we live off yesterday's refreshment too much. Man, I had this epiphany when when we had our first child, when we had Theo, he's, he's seven now, but I mean, I was a routine guy. And every morning before we had kids, I I had 7am coffee, devotions, prayer time. And Theo came along and he didn't care about my routine. He had no idea. And and I was getting so fed up in the mornings because I just want to read the Bible. I just want to spend time with God. But it was not my child's fault. I just needed to do something different because it was a new season. I needed to change my appetite. Okay, God has blessed me with a child. This doesn't mean I can't spend time with God anymore. It just needs to change. And maybe you're heading into a new season this year and things just need to change. It doesn't mean things were wrong in the past, but God has something fresh for you today. He has something fresh for you tomorrow. Numbers 11.4 says, There was a rabble among them who had greedy desires. And the, and, and the sons of Israel were weeping and they said, Who will give us this meat to eat? We remember the fish we used to eat. We remember uh, the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our appetite is gone. There is nothing to look at except this manna. I want you to notice what that's saying there. They weren't saying there's nothing to eat now but this manna, but there's nothing to look at except this manna. They remembered the taste of old, but they were just looking at the taste of new. They were not not consuming it as such. yet. They they remembered how the old tasted, and they were just looking at the new. And I think too often we can step into moments of of church and and new seasons and just look at it, but we're still not really consuming that freshness that God wants us to to consume. It's so easy to come into church and see that God's moving, but still leave the same way that we came in. It's so easy just to see an amazing testimony from Olivia and be like, that's great, Olivia. But us still leave the same way we came in. We're looking, but I want to say to you tonight, it's on offer for you as well. The abundance and blessing of heaven is not just for someone who went to summer camp this week. The blessing and abundance and the refreshment from heaven is for each and every one of us in this room. And we can receive it. Churches is critical to our walk in faith. It's so easy just to see but not consume. Yeah. And these, 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 these Israelites or the rabble the among them, they, 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 they remember the taste of old, but if they would just t- taste the new. Exodus 16, 31, The house of Israel called it manna, and it was like coriander seed. It was white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Numbers 11, eight, and the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills or beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was the taste of fresh oil. The heavy flavours of the world are still on offer to us, but the Lord has something sweet and light and fresh ready for us to consume. And it comes down to our choice. Do we want to continue remembering the heavy flavours of old, the, what the world can give us? Or do we want to step forward, come near before the Lord and gather the lightness and the sweetness and the fresh oil that the Lord has on offer for us today? Because it's there for each and every one of us. Our appetite needs to change. What does that look like for you? Well, that's between you and God. You need to go out from here tonight and you need to set up a time with God and just be honest and say, God, what part of my appetite needs to change this year? What does that look like for you? Maybe, what is He asking of you? Maybe, maybe it's waking up and having an appetite for the Bible first before we scroll the newsfeed. Maybe it's having an, an appetite when somebody, you know somebody's sick instead of sending that text that we all do praying for you. Maybe it's like, hey, can I come round and lay hands on you? When we hear about somebody who needs food, maybe we can be like, hey, I can make a meal for you. Maybe when we know something's happening that needs prayer, we stop what we're doing and we go for a walk and we intercede and stand in the gap. Maybe instead of going to bed at night and endlessly scrolling through junk on our phones, or preaching to the choir, maybe we should have an appetite of praying over our loved ones, praying for our tomorrow, praying for the breakthrough we need in our workplace, <laughs> praying for God to enter our high schools and our universities. Adversity's in a new way. Church, we may just need to change our appetite to receive what God wants to give us fresh from heaven. Amen. Number two, it's a daily portion. Exodus 16, 19, Moses said to them, let no man leave any of it until morning. But they did not listen to Moses and some left part of it till morning and it bred worms and became foul and Moses was angry with. It's funny to think that something that God would give us would become potentially foul and breed worms. But sometimes yesterday's nourishment won't sustain today's needs. What I received from God last year may not be what God wants me to receive from Him this year. What I received from reading God's Word last week may not sustain me this week. Me attending church monthly may not give me the zeal for the house that God so greatly desires me to have. Yesterday's prayer may not help today's need and breakthrough. It is a daily portion. God has a daily offering for each and every one of us. He doesn't want us surviving off yesterday's bread and encounter. He's saying, wake up this morning, I've got something fresh for you right now. Fresh oil, taste of honey, would you go out and grab it? You know, if you feel maybe your faith is drying up or you're coming into this year going, God, I, I need something to change. Maybe if you feel like thoughts are starting to get a bit foul or business is creeping in, it just could be a sign that yesterday's encounter is no longer doing it for you. There's a reason that Christ teaches us this line in the prayer, in the Lord's prayer. Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. Right. Our daily bread, not our weekly bread not our Sunday bread, our daily bread. And I find it interesting that when Jesus teaches the Lord's prayer, the first thing that He gets us to personally ask for for ourselves is this, that He would give us daily bread. Then forgive me of my trespasses. Then as I forgive others. Then lead me not into temptation. Then deliver me from the evil one. I mean, those latter ones, I mean, they sound pretty important. Please don't let Satan touch me. First, ask for your bread. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I, I have a feeling it's because when we are daily spending time with the Lord, we know we need forgiveness. When we're daily in prayer, daily in the Word, we know the importance of forgiving other people. That we can see areas in our life that may just be trying to tempt us that we can start to discern actually maybe the enemy's trying to creep into my life here. When we are spending daily devotional, daily prayer, daily relationship with the Lord, receiving a fresh oil every day, life will go well for us, church. When we're living off the abundance of heaven daily, not the abundance of heaven from last year, I can promise you that life will go well for you. It will go well. When that sourdough comes out of the oven at night, you can smell it, the aroma fills the house as angels deliver it to every bedroom. But when that sourdough is two weeks old and you need a chainsaw to cut through the crust of it just so you can get it in the toaster, it's already toasted in the pantry. You just go, I'm just gonna grab the next best thing, the tip-top white bread, (laughs) doing more damage to me. But we often live life like that. It's gonna take too much to have a fresh encounter. I'll just go to the nearest refreshment that I can get today's been hard, I just wanna put my feet up and watch a movie. I'm not saying that's bad, but if these things are taking precedent over our time with God, our time of fresh oil, then they are bad. Man, the the thing that will help me today is if I I just take a day off and, and go to the beach, I can go to church next Sunday. The beach may refresh you, it may last a couple of hours, but God has something on offer for you every day and it's nothing that we can receive from the world. We can only receive it from heaven. It is sent directly from God. I saw a tweet this week from Craig Rochelle that intimacy takes intentionality. Church, this is a word to encourage you, but it's not gonna help and fix you right now. That is on us, that is on you. We need to go home tonight and we need to do a bit of an audit on our own life. How often do I spend time with God? How often do I pray? How often am I reading the Word? How often do I attend life group and, and, and be encouraged by a community of faith? How often do I attend church? How often am I out there helping the needy? How often am I giving a word of encouragement to somebody who doesn't even know the Lord? How often do I, do I go and visit my neighbour? We pray for revival and we don't even know our neighbor's name. Wow. Guys, it takes intentionality. Yeah. That's our homework from tonight, Amen to go home and be intentional, to change our appetite and to receive a daily portion of the Lord. So that every day we can just experience that line that the Israelites said, Lord, what is this? What is this you have given us? It is not of this world. It must be of you from heaven. And change our appetite to daily portion. And number three, I want you to understand that there's a personal serving for you. The Old Testament serves as a journey towards its fulfilment in Christ and the bread or manna given to the Israelites served as, what, as a sign to what was coming and fulfilled in the body of Christ. And I am going to read this passage to you as Jesus is having a conversation with, with some Pharisees and some Jews. And He says, they say to Him, our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, He gave them bread out of heaven to eat. But then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who gave you that bread uh, to eat out of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you true bread out of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down out of heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will never thirst. Sometimes I feel like we can do our Christian life by just believing in Him. We're satisfying a a quench, a a thirst, but there's still something in us that's hungry. But I love that there's two instructions in the Scripture that Jesus gives us. Believe in me and you'll never thirst, but come to me and you will never hunger. Come out of your tent and gather up the dust. Come near before the Lord. There is an instruction here for us to trust God by stepping closer into Him to receive what He has on offer for us. Church, let this be a year where we are coming closer to God, coming closer to God, not just watching what's happening, but coming to receive what He has on offer for us. When we step into church, as Paul says, we should just lift holy hands because we know we're about to receive. When we get into to life group, it's not a, we're coming in already defensive, like how's tonight gonna go for a family life group? How are the kids gonna act? But just instead just coming in going, Lord, I'm coming. Maybe one kid's crying. Maybe I'm going, I've had a big day of exams, but I'm still coming because I need the bread of heaven. Yeah. We've gotta change our view. We've gotta be intentional. We've gotta know that we are coming close so that the Lord can fill that hunger that we have. And in this passage, as the band joins me is, when God says that His glory came, when He said, look out into the wilderness and His glory fell, it was His personal presence. It was not, God did not send a messenger to deliver bread. God did not send a, a messenger to give this word to Moses and Aaron, it was, it was God's personal presence. And I think, like I said before, we can be in an environment like this and just see what's happening. Where somebody says, how was church tonight? It's like, oh man, It looked awesome, it was great. Well, what about for you? What about for you? What did God do in your life tonight? Because when we see God moving for others, it's actually for you as well. When God moves, it is always for you personally because it's always on offer for you personally. The reason it looks like some people are receiving from God is maybe they're drawing in, they're coming close and they are receiving but it doesn't mean it's just for them. God's presence is here for you personally tonight. And it comes in the form of Christ. I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life. And through our salvation, through our repentance, our our turning away of the world and turning to Jesus and receiving Him, born again of the Spirit, Receiving the personal presence of God inside each and every one of us. My friend, we can experience the personal presence and bread of God every day of our lives. When we come into this place tonight, when we, when we go back in, to a, when we wake up tomorrow morning and we, we open our Word and we read it and we see a verse and we go, yeah, that's for my brother. When we see a verse and we think, oh yeah, that's helpful for that group. No, no, it is helpful for you. When you pray, if you struggle praying, can I give you the best tip? Just start thanking God for things. Just start thanking God. There's been times where I'm like, God, I don't know what to pray. And I just feel this, the spirit of this is thanksgiving to come over. Last night, I just started off just by thanking God for everything I could think of. And I could tell you that I could just feel my spirit just getting tingly. I could feel the presence of God and I could feel prayers starting to come into me. And I started declaring and and, and prophesying and, and, and just feeling a faith of breakthrough. My friend, just start thanking God for what's on your life. His presence is here for you personally. Let your friend have it too, but no. That you can leave a place like this tonight being touched by heaven. And the next time somebody says, how was church? You can say, wow, God did this for me. God did this for me. And you can have that answer every Sunday. When someone asks you how your day is going, you can say, well, God did this for me this morning when I opened my word. God will always move for you personally. Sometimes we just need to change our appetite. Sometimes we need to be intentional and know that it's a daily thing and not just a yesterday thing. And then we need to trust God that He actually personally wants to bless us, that you're worthy enough that He would open up heaven for you. All He wants to do is test whether you trust Him. Come and you will not be hungry again. Would you stand with me tonight across this place, church? on every seat you should have received some emblems some communion as you came in tonight would you just grab them for me and if you don't have one just raise your hand our team have extras here if you haven't had one of these before you'll notice that there's just two little peel things make sure you peel the top one first and we'll get into that in just a second Could you just hold that? And would you just close your eyes and just get into a posture where you just wanna hear from God tonight? Could you do that? I'll pray and then we can take them as we sing, but just listen for a moment. Just close your eyes, just hold those emblems. Every person in this place, the Lord knows how full your tank is. The Lord knows your dreams, your desires, your prayers, your struggles, your past, but He also knows your future. He also knows that if you come near to Him, He will open up heaven for your life. He also knows, He's just saying, would you just trust me? Would you just trust me? Because I wanna fill you with the bread of heaven tonight. And I wanna read the scripture as. And then I'm gonna pray, then we're gonna sing, and then you can take those emblems in your own time. But I wanna read 1 Corinthians 10. It's from the message version, but it says this in verse 16 When we drink the cup of blessing, aren't we taking into ourselves the blood, the very life of Christ? And isn't it the same with the the loaf of bread that we break and we eat? Don't we take it into ourselves, the body, the very life of Christ? Because there is one loaf, our manyness becomes now oneness. Christ doesn't become fragmented in us, rather we become unified with Him. We don't reduce Christ to what we are, He raises us to what He is. I wanna tell you 2024, I wanna be raised to who Christ is. I wanna be so filled with the life of Christ That even if I'm going through challenges, even if I'm going through struggles, I'm still refreshed in the Lord. That I still have a hop in my step knowing that I've received the bread of heaven today and that He's given me everything I need to walk this life with Him. And as we take communion tonight, we take it in remembrance of what He did on the cross for us. He died for us and then He rose to life for us, that we may now be found in Him but also there's an exchange happening here when we take communion. It's not just a remembrance of what He did. A, a thank you, Lord, it is that. But there's also exchange here as the Scripture says that as you take this, His life fills us. And we are raised to into Him. It's not saying, Lord, I'm not worthy enough. I don't want you touching my life. No, He's like, no, please, I'm lifting you up into my life. And I am filling you with all that I am. So would you close your eyes across this place? I'm gonna pray. The team are gonna lead us in worship and in your own time with God, I just want you to thank Him and I want you to ask Him that He fills you with His life tonight. And then you can take the the wafer, the bread, and the juice, the blood, and just let God refresh you tonight. So let me pray for you. Father, we just thank You for every person in Your place, in Your house tonight. Lord, we thank You that they're here, they have come, they have come near to You tonight. They have come ready to receive. They have come searching. Father, would You refresh them tonight in the Name of Jesus. As we take this communion, Father, we remember what You did for us, that You made it possible that we would step out of slavery into freedom, God. That You would open our eyes, that You would make it possible, that You would live with us, God. But Lord, as we take this tonight, would You raise us up into You and would You fill us with life in the Name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.